Hi, I'm Mike Phil. Yeah, I'm Mike Butler. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Generic Ad. Join us every Wednesday as we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the film, maybe don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. You never know, you might find your own forgotten gem. Forgotten Cinema is available wherever you get your podcasts or at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com as we are a proud part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. I swear I talk more in the episodes. Hello there. I'm Colleen. I'm Anders. And I'm Daniel. We're three nerds that met through our love of science fiction and fantasy storytelling. Of course, one of our favorites is George Lucas's signature achievement, Star Wars. And if there's one thing the internet definitely doesn't have enough of, it's nerds talking about Star Wars. So here we are with yet another Star Wars podcast, where each week we discuss one of the films in the current Star Wars canon. From the sands of Tatooine to the levels of Coruscant, we cover it all. Yet another Star Wars podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hello, and welcome to an all-new, very special episode of Kraken One Open. I'm just kidding. It's a regular episode. <laughs> I'm Mike. And I'm Elise. And in this episode, we're getting chilly. It's real cold outside, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect temperature to be drinking this week's beer. It is? Yeah. This week, we are cracking open the Icelandic Winter Ale from Einstock, which you might remember from when we covered their Icelandic Pale Ale back in the summer last year, which was excellent. I do remember that. So before we get to the brewery, I've got a history lesson, just to a refresher. So beer in Iceland likely dates back to the island's settlement by Norsemen, who came from a culture where drinking beer and mead were very commonplace. The climate of Iceland, however, may have made beer production difficult as it became impossible to produce barley domestically. And this was due in part to the cooling trend of the Little Ice Age, circa 1300 to 1850, locally. So fast forward to the early 20th century. In 1908, Icelanders voted in favor of a ban on all alcoholic drinks. Prohibition. (laughs) Going into effect in January of 1915. In 1921, the ban was partially lifted after Spain refused to buy Iceland's main export fish unless Iceland bought Spanish wines. Hmm. So smart, smart. Uh, The ban was then modified after a national referendum in 1935 came out in favor of legalizing spirits. But beer over 2.25% ABV was still banned because of a temperance movement that argued that beer would lead to more depravity because it was cheaper than spirits. Depravity! (laughs) (laughs) So over time, this prohibition lost the majority of its supporters. And by 1988, holy crap, The national parliament passed legislation legalizing beer above 2.25%, which went into effect on March 1st, 1989, which is now celebrated as Beer Day. Woo! <laughs> Can you, like, it took from the 1930s until two years after we were born 
for them to enjoy beer above piss level. Lame. <laughs> That's crazy. Anyway, beer day sometimes includes people taking part in what is called a runter or bar crawl with a few bars staying open until 4 a.m. the next day. My kind of bar. Yeah, there we go. So after the prohibition was lifted, Icelandic drinking habits shifted away from hard liquor in in favor of beer and wine. Between 1989 and 2007, per capita liquor sales decreased by nearly half, while per capita beer sales more than doubled. In fact, a 2014 report by the World Health Organization showed that 62% of the alcohol consumed by Icelanders came from beer. Not surprising. Nope. All right. So, Einstock, loosely translated, Einstock Algaro means unique brewery. Ooh. It is located 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle in the fishing port of Akuri. You did it. Maybe. Maybe. I I wrote these notes weeks ago, and honestly, I I meant to look up the pronunciation of them again, and I totally forgot. You apologize to the Icelandic people right now. Sorry. <laughs> According to their website, quote, there the water flows from rain and prehistoric glaciers down the Hlindrfjall <laughs> mountain and through ancient lava fields, delivering the purest water on earth and the perfect foundation for brewing deliciously refreshing craft ales, end quote. It takes them nine to 12 months to release new styles, they say, because it takes time to find the right ingredients and to brew several versions until they find the very best one. Quote, we are not a brewery that strives to come out with a new style every week. We are relentlessly focused on quality over quantity. And the results are beers that have won awards all over the world and fans in more than 22 countries. Mm. Yeah. Also, maybe throwing a little shade there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the Icelandic Winter Ale is their seasonal winter brew. And I'm just going to read the description right from their website because I could not have written it better myself. Quote, do you celebrate or fear winter? In Iceland, we celebrate with a limited edition winter ale. One sip of our seasonal craft beer will inspire you to face the elements. Hand cut and cured spruce tips create a smoky pine and whiskey flavor, not for the faint of heart. This drink is to be earned. There is no beach beer. You'll find no fruit garnish, no insipid sour. The full-bodied flavor Eternal warmth and soul-cleansing satisfaction that comes from an Icelandic winter ale is meant only for those who have braved the cold of night. If you have yet to embrace your Viking spirit, then this is not a drink for you. Ask yourself, am I worthy? If the answer is yes, then reach for our limited edition seasonal craft beer. It pairs perfectly with that smoked leg of lamb or saddle of pork. The smoky pine and whiskey undertones complement dark chocolate on cold nights, warming your soul and igniting your spirit. It's a taste that promises new beginnings and expires courage, and it won't be around for long. End quote. I, I could use some lamb or pork. Also, <laughs> should I should I be drinking this out of my Viking horn? Absolutely, <laughs> actually, yeah. I think I messed up. 
That's definitely going to be a promo picture. That's for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so Icelandic winter ale clocks in at 8% ABV and its key ingredients include smoked Icelandic barley, pale ale malt, crystal malt, chocolate malt, Bavarian hops, and Icelandic spruce tips. Bavarian hops, or Mandarina Bavaria hops, were released in 2012 after being bred in Hull, Germany. Now, keep in mind that the Hop Research Center in Hull has been developing hop varieties since 1926, and in the past, their research was dedicated to creating disease-resistant, higher-yielding varieties in the same vein as the traditional noble varieties of hops. But as craft beer really began ramping up, there was a shift in what brewers were looking for in the hops, and so the researchers kind of had to adjust their focus for different, more assertive aroma and flavor hop varieties. So around 2006, the research center started a program to combine the citrus and fruit of American genetic stock with the more traditional and noble elements of wood, herb, and spice. U.S. Cascade female hops were crossed with whole breeding lines, and so in 2012, all daughters of Cascade were released. This included Mandarina Bavaria, Huel Lemon, Polaris, and Hallertau Blanc. Ooh. Mandarina Bavaria is a dual-purpose hop, often used for flavor and aroma, and it imparts sweet notes of tangerine and sweetness. Tangerine and, and sweetness. And citrus, especially when it's used for dry hopping. It also provides a high-quality bitterness and can be easily used for all the additions in a single hop beer. It will often be used in a fruity IPA or a pale ale, but it can also be a great addition to American wheats, wild ales, lagers, and pilsners. Wheats. And that is what I've got. Are you excited? I'm excited. I also will have to say, every time you talk about all these researchers making hops, mm -hmm. I picture like this white lab and like people in lab coats going about their, their Me business. Too, but it's probably like not anything pods. like that now. It's probably like outside in a farm and they're just making hops all the time. And it's like completely opposite of what I picture in my head. Yeah. But I picture like this light room and it comes up and it's all white. Mm -hmm. And all the things are grown in pods and they're like, hmm, yes, hmm, yes. And they're in glass tubes being made. Totally. That's absolutely not how it's going. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunch of guys going, yeah, that one looks a little weird. Yeah. To the beer. To the beer. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> That's how you do it. If you want to be annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you modified that. Anyway, ready? Yeah. Nice. Not a lot of smell. Not a lot of smell. No, not really. Ooh. Interesting. I did not expect it to be this dark, to be completely honest. I did. Not I thought a lot it was going to be dark, and then they were like, and it goes well with chocolate. I was like, oh, it is going to be a dark one. Oh, okay. Oh, man, that is an interesting smell. It's like chocolate and a little bit of, little bit of pine. And I'm like that spruce is coming through pine spruce. If you say so, I get maybe a note of chocolate, and maybe through the foam right now, I get maybe a maybe that's pine, something florally, but not much. I don't think it's got much of a much of a sniff. Personally, I do. You got less foam on wow. yours though, too. My head, no, look, my my head was exactly the same as yours, like five seconds ago, and then it went down. 
Maybe yours will too. No, oh, enough sniffing. It's time for drinking. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, this is nice. This is really nice. That's lighter than I thought it would be. Very malty and chocolatey. It's very Immediately. malty. Which is nice. This is, I was hoping this would be a maltier beer. Really You've been is. very into your malty beers. I like malts. I always like malts. But sometimes but it's it hard to get something malty. Sometimes you get something too chocolatey or mm -hmm. too this or that. And it is especially enjoyable at this time of year. Mm. Even though up until very recently it was unseasonably warm. Mm. Well, now it's wintertime. So. Yep. <laughs> I'm really, I I get the, the, the piney, sprucey like a little bit off the top, but I'm searching for it in the taste. I feel like that's where it should really be coming through. I got a little bit of that pine punching through on that big gulp I just took. Okay. I like that the chocolate note is very subdued. It's not like your typical like heavy winter beer that's like super chocolate and like really no. weighs you down. This is not super heavy. It's surprisingly refreshing. I didn't I think it'd be refreshing. I was going to say it's very like carbonated and bubbly. It's not heavy at all. That's true. No. I really wish we could get the uh, like SRM and IBU on this bad boy. The IBU would be low. Very. Not very bitter at all. The SRM would be high. For it is a dark beer. Is it true? But it's not all that hazy. It's just a very dark beer. Because mm -hmm. when you actually like look at the sides, you can really see through it pretty well. So. It's just a darker beer. Yeah. It smells so sweet. But when you drink it, it doesn't drink as sweet as it smells. Which is a good thing. Yes. So if it drank as sweet as it smells, it'd be like, ooh. I have to say, this is very unique. It is not what I was expecting at all. But it is what I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> And you'll absolutely be drinking the rest of these out of your Viking horn. Uh, absolutely. What other choice do I have? None, <laughs> exactly. obviously. So I got a Viking horn for Christmas from my uh, other co-host of my other podcast, Mike Fields. Plug, plug. So, What's that po podcast called? Uh, it's called Forgotten Cinema. <laughs> it's a podcast about... I'm just kidding. We'll go over <laughs> Wait it till the end. <laughs> It's a 12 ounce horn too, so it's gonna it's oh, gonna fit this perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, I can't say that I'm particularly craving a, a leg of lamb with this, but I can potentially understand how well it would go. I'm always craving a leg of lamb. <laughs> <laughs> or a sh or what do they call it? A saddle of pork. Yes. I've never heard of the word saddle of pork. Me either. But I do like pork chops. Maybe it's a Poor translation. Maybe. Or maybe they're just eating the entire back of a pig. Maybe. Who knows? They call it the saddle. Crazy Icelanders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do like lamb. Lamb is yummy. Ah. Usually I just have like either lamb chops or if I have lamb, otherwise it's lamb usually in a Greek kind of thing. Like a, G, like a hero or something like mm -hmm. that. I usually have. Oh yeah, your lamb burger at uh, Mythos. Mythos and Universal. I don't usually have like a. I I don't know how Icelandic, traditionally, people traditionally prepare their 
lambs. It's true. Or their pork. I assume they just cook their pork, though. And I have had cooked pork. Nom, 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 nom. Nom, nom, nom. You can't nom, nom, nom. You don't eat that. <laughs> <laughs> this is really refreshing. It's really... It's lighter than maybe I thought it would be, actually. When you get down to the bottom, I really thought it would be a dark, dark beer. Mm-hmm. But at first, this was kind of the beer I was hoping for, though. I was really hoping for just kind of a more malty uh, beer for the winter. Mm-hmm. Not Nothing heavy. Yeah. There's a lot of winter beers, like even Anchor Steam's new Christmas beer this year and a lot of other it ones. It is so a little heavier. There's like these dark beers with heavy chocolate coffee notes that mm-hmm. are just weigh you down. And sometimes you don't want that. It's true. Like, why can't I just have something very easily like drinkable or crushable like this beer? Um, I wouldn't this call is this high, crushable. This is a high alcohol. It's not crushable, but it's very drinkable. It's drinkable. Exactly. Um, and doesn't weigh you down. One uh, Like a beer that you can just drink and enjoy and not go, oh, this is dessert. Yeah. <laughs> I like, this is nice. This is a very pleasant beer. It's not as hardcore as maybe the write-up would make it seem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I could totally see like, you know, maybe wearing like a the hide of an animal sitting by the fire and- <laughs> <laughs> drinking this, drinking this in the tables of uh, out of a giant stein. What's the where, where where do the Viking warriors go to drink with Thor when they die? Valhalla. Valhalla. Yeah. Drinking this on the uh, the tables of Valhalla. Shiny and chrome. Yeah. <laughs> Hitting the hitting the tables on the bottom of your giant mead glass yep. one more. This is being poured into one. Another. <laughs> so the can's really nice. It's All a, the uh, cans are nice. It's a very simple can. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's a twelve ouncer. It's a wrapper on. It's a it's a full press on label. But it's got a nice like texture, texture to it. it. It's like almost it's, matte. It's rough a little. Yeah. Uh, it's a shiny bronze rusty red kind of color mm-hmm. which is really interesting and nice i might call it burgundy mm, yeah a little Slight, bit yeah definitely a brown and red combination of some sort and it's got little flecks of lighter lighter red which is definitely supposed to be snow falling mm. down as you go around the can mm-hmm. the usual einstock viking like norseman thing uh symbol that is there the brewery symbol actually has a santa hat on and it's black with a little puffball. <laughs> <laughs> and underneath that's the Einstock logo, which is some just just nice regular printed font with the two, the umlaut above the O. And then it says Einstock Algird and Icelandic Winter Ale and all that's kind of regular font. And then I'm going to mispronounce some Icelandic now. So you're here we go. Around. Have fun. So from Lidur Akrari Iceland. Sometimes you just got to go for it. I'm sure that's wrong, but <laughs> uh, and in between that, which is obviously where they're located, mm-hmm. there are two different battle axes crossing in a, a very small. It's 330 milligrams or 1.11.2 fluid ounces. It's 8.0 alcohol by volume. Definitely more than the 2.2% that they would have had to do. Yeah, 2.25. You know, 33 years ago or whatever. 2.25. And then they've got the exact same... Uh, Oh, no. There's a different write-up on the side of the can. In Iceland, winter is not something we fear. It is no, something we same. embrace. 
We celebrate this with a super limited edition winter ale brewed with mm-hmm. ice, smoked Icelandic barley and handpicked. It's the same. <laughs> but they don't say anything about the sours or anything. Mine was like an extended version uh, that was on the website. It's the perfect ale to inspire you to face the elements because winter is coming and it tastes delicious. <laughs> and then on the other side of the can is a huge version of the Einstock head with the Santa hat. I really like him. He's kind of cool. That's it's really fun. Cool Metal recycles forever. I like that logo. So it's a little logo on the bottom of the can. It's pink and there's an infinity loop that's actually just the can kind of cut out. It's just silver colored. And it says metal recycles forever, which is true. That's why everything's switching to cans and not glass. Ah. Glass is more expensive. It breaks too easy. Yep. And you can't recycle it forever. It only recycles two or three times if you're lucky hmm. or something like that. This actually has a best before date on it. This beer is going to be best before, wow, July 21st, 2021. Dang. Or no, that's when it was made. Best before September 21st, 2022. Oh my God. What? It's even longer. This beer lasts a long time. How'd they do that? This must be an aged beer, I guess, maybe. Maybe. Well, they didn't say anything about uh, that. It does take nine to 12 months for them to release new beer. Well, I mean, not that this is necessarily a new beer, but. Hmm. I believe this is part of their core lineup. Interestingly, this actually beer is imported by Einstock Beer Company in Los Angeles, California. They import their own beers. Hmm. They must have some kind of little little station out in Los Angeles where they where they bring everything out. Usually when they come into the country, you'll see imported by and it's usually actually someplace in Connecticut, kind of where we are yeah. really close by. There's a, a company that ships out a lot of imported beers. A lot of stuff comes out of Norwalk. Then here's another question I have about beers. Mm-hmm. This is not the first beer. There are many beers with this. If you notice in the very corner next to the re-recycle, this very small logo that says balls. Yeah. What is that? They make the cans? They must. They're, that ball logo is the same one that makes mason jars. It's on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, if if you make any kind of like jam or preserves or whatever, then You're usually putting into a balls uh, yep. thing. Interesting. 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 I'm curious about balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But you know what? We are five years old. That's fine. <laughs> no, we're 21 and up. <laughs> I can drink this beer. Oh, that's true. Yeah. For legal purposes, we are 21 and up, but (laughs) mentally we're fine. (laughs) Balls. (laughs) So if you want to visit Einstock, they actually put all their stuff on here. They're on all the socials. Einstockbeer.com, Facebook.com slash Einstock, Twitter.com slash Einstockbeer, and Instagram.com slash Einstock. Being in Iceland, I'm sure that they have some dope pictures of their beer in some weird volcanic awesome places. I don't know. I had to do some pretty Uh, interesting photoshopping last time for our promo pictures. <laughs> well, because we're not in Iceland. Yeah. I'm saying Iceland probably has an oh, easy yeah. time getting some pretty cool backgrounds for their images. Oh, okay. No, I see what you mean now. Iceland is a place that most people don't think of, but I would very much like to visit like Iceland. For sure. Just because of the primordial nature of a lot of their locations, just mm-hmm. the forests, the, the the lava beds next to ice and snow and mm-hmm. all this it's like something out of a, a sci-fi novel. It really is just this weird, otherworldly-like location that I think would be really cool to visit. Yeah. But that's all I got. I'm just drinking this beer, enjoying it. 
I'm really still searching for the spruce. Like they made such a big, That's a big deal about the spruce. That's the pineus that you're apparently not getting. A, a well, I'm, I'm getting it from the aroma, but not so much from the taste. You still can't taste it? Which is very disappointing for me. Here's my question. Yes. Are you salivating a lot right now? No, like my mouth is actually of? mad dry. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'm starting to really salivate. And I can't tell if it's because of the wasabi peas I had before we recorded this episode. And Sour Patch Or kids. the beer. I had like a, a small handful. I was very hungry before we recorded this episode. Yeah. <laughs> we usually don't eat dinner till after the episode's done. So I'll be cooking dinner after this. But I'm salivating a lot. I think it's the beer that's making it happen. It's like a sweet salivation. I could see that. It happens with some beers, but it's definitely happening with this one, which I, I like. It's pleasant. If you say so, that sounds like an unpleasant side effect to me personally. Well, because it's not, I don't think it's dehydrating. I'm going to kind of salivate to begin with, but the the fact that I'm getting like a sweeter sensation, Mm -hmm. I think is kind of the rest of that sweetness kind of enveloping my mouth in a way. I mean, okay, hold on. Let me take one more sip because (laughs) now I think you got in my head, but I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm not necessarily salivating more, but as I take a sip, I do get that kind of feeling in the back of my jaw where like if I had a sour candy, mm-hmm. where it would generally like that's an- where it's coming from. That- yeah, it's okay. those ducks that are being activated. Yeah. OK, so it's not as extreme for me, but I get where you're coming from. Okay. Because I think that's interesting because it is more of a malty beer, but you don't usually get that sensation with beers like this. I wonder if that's the spruce. Maybe. But I'm certainly enjoying it. I love the fact that our Christmas tree is still up, obviously, like a few days after New Year's. But yeah, like the. We also didn't put it up until like two weeks before Christmas because of. I think less than two weeks. COVID. But But I think that like. This is a great Christmas beer. Like I know we've had it since before Christmas, but we didn't drink it mm-hmm. till now because of the cast. Yeah. Till after New Year's. But like I think this is a great Christmas beer. This absolutely would be. Mm-hmm. And I think the smell the I'm actually kind of sad more. that we didn't get to share it with everyone on Christmas Eve. I think everyone would like that. It, it really does make me between this Einstock and the one we had last time. Um, which didn't make my top 10, my top five list, but I actually was close to it. I did. Really? I did think about adding it. It was really good. Okay. Well, in that case, then there was another, damn, I'm a little disappointed because I was at the liquor store they the other day. Einstock. There was another Einstock that I, I passed by, not necessarily for the cast because I, we don't want to do too many in a row, but um, it was one that we haven't tried. So maybe I'll grab that next time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I can see this as a, uh, I might actually start running a tab of like my favorites mm-hmm. on uh, the beer list so that next year for the top five. Yeah, we probably should do like that. I've already got it. Uh, I think this is a contender for top five for 2022. Dang. Because this is so soon into it. This is our first of 2022. It is. Oh, cheers to that. <laughs> yeah. But I think this is already a contender because I think this is maybe, maybe one of the best christmas beers i know it's just a general winter ale but he's Mm -hmm. wearing a santa hat let's be honest this is their christmas beer it's true uh this is one of the maybe the best christmas beers i've had on top of some of the anchor steam christmas ones which change every year and triple xmas which is fantastic all right all right this is up there with those three or double xmas not triple i always say triple xmas because i think of like the alcohol bottles but it's double x yeah yeah this is 
this is phenomenal. <laughs> dumb, dumb. Einstein could have been founded in 1970, 60, 58. You could have had this beer going on for forever, Iceland. Well, you I mean, and your prohibitions. Good thing, good things come to those who wait. So maybe they wouldn't have been as good had they been founded earlier. It's true. You never know. It's true. My other question about all that prohibition stuff, and mm-hmm. I know you, you, you already done it. We're probably, I'll probably just this is a tangent. Prohibition is basically what created the mafia in the United States. Essentially, yes. What allowed organized crime to kind of come in and and proliferate. Mm-hmm. We only had prohibition for what twelve years less tops. Can you imagine what it's like in Iceland? Holy well, shit. Did Iceland have that. a big crime rate based because of that? Like, was there, I mean, surely there was a lot of smuggling going on during the first, at least before there spirits. had to have been. And even then after that, beer must have been a big thing. People smuggling beer all over the place. They didn't talk about that on Wikipedia, so I'm not sure. But, but I mean, as soon as Prohibition started, the Italian mafia, which was already existed, but was small potatoes, probably just went boom. Yeah. Because if there's one thing people love, it's gambling. But not everybody is into gambling. But Pretty if there's another thing that people into, love. Into, into forgetting their troubles with it's some alcohol. booze. So that's interesting. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I wonder if they had a big organized crime kind of problem. I don't know. All that. I don't know. Because in America, that's what, that's pretty much the creation of it. Um, hmm. The history buffing me wonders. <laughs> anyway, that's my tangent. This beer is phenomenal. Einstock Winter Ale, Icelandic Winter Ale. I'm sorry. It's the shiznit. I love this. And like 8%. If it was anything more than 8%, I think you'd be able to taste it. But like you can't taste it's 8%. Absolutely not. This is this is not like a double IPA 8% where you're tasting like the artificial sweetness to cover the alcohol. Yeah, nothing covers anything up. It keeps it no. refreshing. Anything over that, I think. I don't know if I've ever had a beer that was refreshing over 8%. True. This is probably the limit to where you're starting to cross over into that territory. Yeah. It's either going to have like a burn or a nice warmingness to it at the most. I will say this does have a warmth to it. You know, they say that in it's the description. Very, I don't know if it does. Oh, I, I would Do feel you? that way. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's definitely pleasant. It's definitely a winter beer. Mm-hmm. I very much like this beer. A lot. Yay. <laughs> Another winner from Einstock. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Close so, us out. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, share it with your friends, and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwhenopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackandwhenopen, or shoot us an email at crackandwhenopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions, because we always want to hear from you. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. What else you got to plug? Oh, well, I talked briefly of my podcast, Forgotten Cinema. (laughs) It's a podcast that uh, is co-hosted by me and my buddy Mike Field, where we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie. Maybe don't love about it, but we always recommend you revisit it. You never know. You might find your own forgotten gem, Forgotten Cinema. 
and Crackin' Went Open and my old podcast, Two Player Bros, along with a myriad of other podcasts done by great podcasters can be found at ForgottenEntertainment.com or wherever you get your podcasts. So give those a listen. I've also got audiobooks I do. Uh, and this is the year I get out of my day job, guys. So uh-huh. please buy my audiobooks. Uh, they're all over audible.com. Michael Butler, look up Switch Art Fraud and Gangsters, like a guy, Richie Crime novel where I do a bunch of British accents. Um, Murder of Killy Christopher is like a murder mystery um, book about a podcaster, nonetheless, who tries to mm-hmm. figure out where a missing horror actress has gone missing to uh, or has gone. I've got Coffee at Midnight. I've got Vacation Planet. I've got uh, The Final Girl. I've got Progressive Entrapment. These are all regular horror books that are just you know, scary stories or sci-fi, you know, check those out. If you like that kind of stuff and, and listen to me narrate some books, I don't write them. I just narrate them, but I think I do a good job. I think I do a good job. Some of them are pretty good. You do. So you do a great job, baby. Thanks. I don't get paid unless you guys buy those books. So go ahead and buy them so that I can be lavish with more praise and then more audiobook people want to pay me. And then I can get out of my day job. (laughs) <laughs> goals and that's all i got all right well then a special thanks to joe reichert who composed and performed our theme song well, until next time cheers, cheers. oh that was, that a, was good a good clank, clank.